When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Frank Reaper's sister for a minute. <laughs> Say, the Hornley Sheriff in town. <laughs> Big dog, what's happening? Fuck all, fuck all at the minute. You bored now? Nah? nah, like I was saying to you, this is easy. Yes, uh, you're a weird mm-hmm. guy, innit? I live, I live for this. Sitting, sitting at home all day doing fuck all. Kev, you're the same, innit? Aye, mate, I'm just sitting at home here with four kids, fucking... I want somebody to come and take me away in a straitjacket. Oh, look at that top. Kev, that's decent. That's I decent. You get excited, by the way. It's Francesco, no baked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like baked torties. <laughs> They're passion, I hate... Oi, what about people that hate baked torties for their dinner? Oh, it's a, a shambles, mate. Absolute shambles. The worst. Oh, Shane, I wanted to ask you. Good weather today. Are you getting Paul the out for walks? <laughs> si, I've had the big man on the sun cream. Rubbing away the big man. He's loving it, Si. He's out his cage for good. Selena, you're fan of Bond. Is it fun? Si, I do. Do you know what, Si? I've always said oh, that wait, I do. You are, you are a big fan of Bond, actually. Well, Si, I actually thought that's why you were asking me that, but now it's just clicked to your head. You know exactly why I love Poland, but apart from that, sorry, the Polish people in Killing can back me up here. The Polish people, I wish the full world would listen to the Polish people, sorry, because they've got the right work ethic, the kids are so respectful, sorry, and the ladies, of course, uh, they love the slain dog. <laughs> that seems like a oh, that's the Poland story, doesn't it? Killing, <laughs> you should back tune into it. Yeah, so yeah, we go in and do like individual training with a with one of the coaches. So, like, I've still I've still got routine in my training. I go in every day, come home, like I'm normally training, just without a game every weekend. So, what they're working on? That, what they're working on that touch? Flick ons, mate. Flick ons. <laughs> Flick ons and pressing. I just run around an empty field pressing. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, we had McBurney on last, mate. You should have seen that guy, man. He's a screwball, aren't you? Who? Oh, yeah, what, what, 
What a legend, Kevy. What a legend, mate. Oh, Slaney, mate. He's... I can see us three going down to Sheffield United, Bramall Lane for a wee game, and then a wee night out with McBurn there. Oh, we'd love... It. That was the only thing. Of course, listen, it's going to be great entertaining the people, but it would have been great to get down to Bramall Lane and, uh, and, and took it on and seen Mr Wilder sign what really goes on in that man's office. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh are, you are, you tell, are you going to tell the boys about the text? No, we Wilder. Nah. Pathetic, no, sorry, mate. Uh, right, Callian, we're going to talk about your early career, mate, because you had to choose between football or Aussie rules, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in Ireland, like my sport is Gaelic football, so I didn't grow up academy or stuff like that, which is why I had a shit touch and stuff when I first came over. <laughs> I swear, when, when I first came over to Celtic, I was clueless. I know, I remember, man. I remember, like, the, one of the trial games after, like, after I'd signed up and everything. And uh, remember Mikey Graham? Mikey Graham? Yeah. What? I remember him coming up to me and, and telling me, like, here, I had to play up front with you in a trial game, and you just ran everywhere. Just like, <laughs> kept taking all his positions, everything. Um, you were fucking clueless, man. I remember it. <laughs> oh, see, I stayed in a, I stayed in digs with a guy came in toes, right? Remember Sandy Wood coming? <laughs> the goalkeeper? Yeah, the goalkeeper. He's like the poshest yeah. guy ever, right? I used to stay in digs with him. We used to get potatoes for the digs lady that were fucking solid. And every night he would do this patter to me. Simon, those potatoes are like snooker balls. Right, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> it must have been the same for you, Killian. Right? I remember we were sitting on the bus and there was like a Ned for Drum Chapel called, called Drugs Harris. <laughs> and Sandy was a big posh guy from Montrose. And I was watching him, it was so awkward. And Ross Harris turns to Sandy with him. Dead big man, is there any gangs up in Montrose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. Did you find that for Killian coming over like hard to, to relate to like the Glasgow boys? Uh... Yeah, yeah. But see, I think it worked in my favour because I came over like not knowing half, half the things lads would be saying to me or like trying to take the piss out of me. But I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't get that they were doing it. So it would just fucking, it would fly over my head like. And then Billy, going into, you, did you go into, you into, did you go straight into size team? No, he was younger than me. No, I'm younger. So I was thinking, yeah. like, if you went into your team with Gowser or that, that would have been, I would have got the first fucking bus back to Dublin or Ireland, whatever it was. Kelly, <laughs> tell me about tell me about Gowser with you. <laughs> well, I, I was watching Gowser last week, and I, I remembered some like stories with him. He's, I just remember like he'd get mad or something. I might be trying to have a joke with him, and he just obviously he'd get angry, and then just come out with fucking freak. You freak! You're a freak! Freak! You're a freak! And um, one one time, one time, saying to him, "Your uh, guys are because he used to like he'd bite on everything. You'd say something and be like, fucking what? Fucking shut up, man!'" I remember one day, one day saying to him, "Guys, uh, you know they took the word gullible out of the dictionary." And he goes in the car and he goes, what? Fuck off, what? <laughs> <laughs> he is thick as fuck. Kev, you must have been the same for going to Sunderland as a young kid. Did the boys take the piss out of you as well, uh, I, I, when, when Killian was talking there, I could totally resemble that experience, like coming from Stranraer, which is like, 
can't even describe it, right? But anyway, you turn up in a big city like Sunderland and you've no got a fucking clue about the real world. So I've, bought, I've rolled into Sunderland with a pair of size 15 rugby boots because that's all you could buy in Shinar. There was nothing. There was no size 12 football boots, but you could buy a size pair of 15 rugby boots. And uh, the boys used to go every morning with my boots on before I did. And looking back now, I think I would have had a case for like billion. <laughs> I think I might. I think I might raise a case and say I was bullied as a kid at Sunderland, but it made me the better person. But no, it was an experience. hadn't got a fucking clue what to do, but you just you just rolled with it and you went with it, and it worked out in think, the end. Do you think it helped you? I think it helped me because it made me more determined to succeed. Because I was thinking these guys were very arrogant and very confident, and they were they were sure of themselves. I think they they had it a wee bit easier than I had getting to that position. So. They, I think, didn't. I think they took it for granted. Whereas I, did, I didn't. I appreciated every moment I was there. So I would try things, and I would, I would work extra, and I would, I would come in earlier, and, and, and I would just try and do everything that maybe to try and gain an advantage or an edge. And I don't know. I just think it maybe. I don't know. I, had, I just had this feeling that um, like I just appreciated the situation, whereas I didn't think some of them did. So when I was getting opportunities later on in the two-year, three-year process they were all getting released. And I thought, well, you're getting released because you just fucked about and farted about. It's all right fucking about and farting about, but to a point where the football comes first, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you can there, relate there's to a that. Man, there's a man that would have terrorised trialists and boys. What was it? Yeah, do you remember when we done the show and the boy Lewis Kidd came up and told the story, Say, si? You remember that man? Oh, what was that again, Slane? It was in the shower, wasn't it? Oh, mate. That was incredible. It was a German trialist, wasn't it? Uh, was it his wallet? It was something to do with his and I told him to get it out in front of all the boys. I can't remember exactly what it was. Imagine doing that to a trial, man. Si, but, but the reason I did that, and I think you, you, you don't know me now, Sai, I'm so, um, I feel so shallow in myself, so I go and attack the, si, the weakest type of person in the room to make myself feel better, mate. Do you know what I mean? Are you talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, side. <laughs> Charlie, see when you were in Seattle, did you not study uni as well? Nah, you you just read Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all the shite? Well, see, when I one of my friends changed my Wikipedia when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and it's been in it ever since. You think you could have put something like you've got a massive cock or something? That's what your pal put that you're studying uni. What's wrong with him? <laughs> 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 yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, get your pal on the pod- podcast. He sounds like a right laugh. Oh, but Kellen, you were you were quite clever as well for me, you know. Not really. Like I, I finished school. If that's that means I'm clever, but I definitely in in what football terms, yeah. What is it, sorry? Mate? Nah, in football terms, only for the fact that I finished school. But no. what were you still like at school? Terrible. Oh, Sai, I was a shambles. I'm the first person ever, mate, that, um, since, remember you go Credit General and Foundy? Uh-huh. I actually, see, my, I, I was only in one class, so in fifth year, I went back, Sai, and um, Needy went, knee class took me apart from geography. Mr. Duffy, Sai, a uh, big fat bloke, he was a cracking big guy, Sai, and uh, I remember, Sai, it was me, right? I went in, the only class that would take me, Sai, was geography, and I went up, so the list of the three. The general, the credit general and founder, and my name wasn't in any of them. 
So I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck am I? So just was me and another boy, another boy Toby, sorry, another simpleton. And me and Toby used to go to Mr. Duffy, sorry, and no word lie. For, for six months, me and Toby watched, um, what was that, Ice Age, sorry. Me and Toby watched Ice Age, and Mr. <laughs> sorry, and Mr. Duffy said, this is all about geography. What they're doing down there is a lot of nonsense. So a big, a big shout out to Mr. Duffy, sorry, the, the fattest man I've met in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually spoke to somebody through your school and said that you had the biggest debt in the talk shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? I actually, I actually run a. I was a. I was a two-story restaurant. I was a dishwasher on the Chinese. I used to uh, take the orders for the Chinese for the kids that have to eat. They thought, I'm going to go to Chinese. <laughs> did you really, Ken? I did. I, I used to say to the guy, I was a wee bit an entrepreneur. I liked to earn cash and. Uh, I said to the boys at school, look, I'm working with the Chinese. The guy in the, the Sun Kai says he'll do a wee £2 special at lunchtime. He'll bring them out. Who wants one? So I used to get like 20 to 30 boys ordering a wee £2 special. But it was it was really a £1.50 special. And I was making a wee side 50p, 20, 20 orders. It was love that video. I love that Skill-wise, I had all the brains that was necessary. I could possibly uh, achieve whatever I wanted to achieve, but I just didn't apply myself, Si. Nah, hey, what about you? Nah, what about you, I? What do you mean, I? I only cared about football, mate. He's not the same, I have. Where did you get your media degree? Where did you get your media degree? A media degree? Aye, because you're so good at this. Where did you get that from? Ah. Do you know what? No, do you know what yeah, I is? I actually went and lived with Doogie Donnelly for like three months. Company's <laughs> here. <laughs> Kelly, were you going to ask me something there? Hi, right, go on, Kelly, and ask him. No, I was going to. I was going to say your teacher set you on the way with with that media study. I said every day. Oh, correct. I big Mister Duffy. He had an eye out for me all the time, Kelly. And I love the thinking. Yeah. See, as we're all in the house at the minute, I've got a solution for you to fill up your wardrobe with some stylish gear during lockdown. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service for men and women where an expert stylist pick clothes just for you based on your taste, size, and price preferences and sends them straight to your door. Perfect if you want to discover something new or just have someone do the hard work for you. Traditional clothes shopping isn't an option for any of us at the moment, but Stitch Fix are here to help you treat yourself without needing to leave the house. Stitch Fix personal stylists, who all work safely from home, are ready to select you five surprise items to hopefully put a smile on your face when we all need it the most. I tried it myself this week and it's dead easy and actually pretty enjoyable. You go to their website and complete a style profile about your clothing preferences, shapes, sizes, and what you like to wear. Then it's over to your stylist who'll hand select and send you five items of clothing and accessories which you discover when they arrive at your front door. Try everything on, keep and pay for what you like, send back the rest. Delivery and returns are free and includes an option free home courier pickup, particularly ideal at the moment, no need to leave the house. Stitch Fix have also extended their try on window from one week to six weeks, so you've got extra time to send anything back, which again is pretty handy at the moment. And the best bit, you pay just £10 for your stylist time, which is redeemable against anything you keep. Also good to note that you don't have to subscribe if you don't want to. You can order one-off deliveries whenever you like. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast.
by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash open goal right now. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.co.uk forward slash open goal. Right, Killian, before we get on to you breaking into the first team, youth team, the best thing you ever did in Glasgow was buy that flat at Glasgow Harbour. Oh, yeah, big balls could talk, young man. <laughs> if those walls could talk, or the neighbours, fuck. Yeah, there's a few, yeah, Na- neighbours across the way that could see in the window on a Sunday morning. You horse and something? Certain, cer- certain guys coming in, because early on I didn't have blinds in my front windows, so like the flats across could look in. I remember like when I, first, when I first moved in, I had a housewarming party. And Midge was there. Midge Gardine. And he comes out like Sunday morning. So a few, few lads obviously stayed over. Gets up Sunday morning, totally naked, out into the front room. And just like this in front. And I'm like, Midge, get in. Like, my neighbours can see you. Jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go and name drop. Name drop the big name that we're going back to the flat. Wait till you hear this, lads. So the flat has been graced by... Um, Kyle Leatherin, goalkeeper. Danny Lafferty. Danny Lafferty. <laughs> and Mo Kamara. <laughs> Mate, I didn't know if I was fucking out my face when I came back to your flat. Mo Kamara was sitting there with a leather jacket on, man. <laughs> I don't even know that. I never met Mo Kamara before. How did he end up back in? But no, I must have met him and said, oh, yeah, man, come on, come on back to mine. Oh, no. What were you, Slaney? So I had, I had not so much, I maybe near the end of my career, but I always remember one side when, when, when Yama and Mobinguna said, this wasn't really a, a house party, this was after training. And uh, I remember I was walking, down, I used to get the bus in for training at Lennox Town. Uh, a double-decker bus, near the land. And me too, uh, Mobingura and Winyama are driving by in a wee Audi, right? It was only a two-seater Audi. And uh, they say, listen, Slaney, Matt, I think his, I don't know if his brother, his agent were coming as well, he said, jump in there, taxi, and come back to mine the new. So it was only after training side. And I remember getting inside the house, inside, this is, this is the, it's a shocking story side, but it was, this is the only one I can think of. And side, I then they take me to his side and they made me play FIFA with them all night side. It was the most awkward fucking experience I've faced in a long time. So it wasn't, a, it, it wasn't a good story or a funny story, but I always remember it. I never really knew these two. And uh, a really awkward time side for me. So you must have had a hell of a lot. I mean, we always used to go back to the big man's flat, honestly. Mate, I got, um, I actually got a call up to Scotland Under-21s lying on his couch, pissed man. I'd been out for two and a half years, right? I'd only trained for like two weeks. And uh, we'd been out, woke up at like nine o'clock with three missed calls from Peter Grant, phoned them back, saying, you need to get up to Dumblain Hydro for 12 o'clock. Training starting at three, mate. Went up to Dumblain, trained, absolutely still hung over the fuck. Had a brilliant time. Sh- nah, I had a shocker, mate. I think I got a second. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that oh. was tremendous killing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good, it was good. Because it was so close to town as well. Oh my god! Yeah, I've probably got mayor mayor stories to be fair, but I've just no. Uh, I'll I hopefully they come back to my head as the show goes on, and I'll file them out. Sorry, I can't remember a house party. It was uh, the Sunderland Christmas party, uh, 
and I invited my good friend Sausage. His name's Sausage. Obviously, this is one of my stupid friend's names because uh, he looks like a sausage. So he came down with me and uh, enjoyed the full experience. And then I lost him in process. So I went back to my house and a few of the boys came back. And I was like, has anybody seen my mate? I brought him down for Schnall. He says, nah, anybody's seen him. He turned up at my house right at five o'clock in the morning, chatting the door. And I was like, hell is? we were all still like, drinking and we partying that. Opened up the door, he'd managed to accumulate four or five birds at a time. It was like an oasis. I was like, oh my God, how's he done that? Ugliest guy in the world, right enough. Uh, he'll not like me saying that, but uh, he basically produced the goods for some of the other boys and that. But um, what, that was that. He produced for some of the Sunderland boys? Yeah. He produced for some of the Sunderland boys? I kept telling everybody, he says, I'm going back to, you know, my mate plays for Sunderland. I know his teammates are there. Do you want to come back to me the party? So he's come back with the, the birds and uh, let's just say that was a free-for-all. Mate, that's like my mate Joel McKillian, man. See when Killian first got in the first team. All the first team were out in Carbon and Killian was in the first team and I just tagged along. And my mate Faye Dundee, who's a total Jake man, texts me saying, Can you get can Killian get me in Carbon? Mate, he turned up to Carbon wearing a kicker's shirt and kicker's shoes. <laughs> like a total tramp. Killian got him in, but he ended up like hanging about with him for two weeks, didn't he? Well, <laughs> <laughs> <your daughter. laughs> yeah, woke up the next day and he's just his mouth underneath the tap. <laughs> what do you say I'm going to suck the cunt out of your tap? Killian, mate, you mind if I suck the cunt out of your tap? <laughs> in, a, in a proper thick Dundee accent. <laughs> Alright, Killian, tell me about the time you got leathered in Hong Kong. <laughs> so the, the, that end of season, Hong Kong, seven. You never went on one, no? Nah, I was on AstroTurf. I couldn't have played AstroTurf. My ankle's sleeping. I've been one. I've been yeah, so you know, like the last night is mayhem. Yeah. So that so the last night we were all out and like all the teams are together. So you kind of you get to know all the other lads and just having a night out, right? And uh, I don't know. I remember going to the toilet or something, and I saw the storeroom open on the way to the toilet, and there was like a bunch of lads in the toilet, and I thought, fuck it, I'll just grab a few bottles and bring them in for everyone, like. Not to steal a drink or anything, but just kind of as a laugh. So anyway, bring in a few bottles and we're in the toilet. It was like drinking bottles of beer. And next thing, the manager comes in about two minutes later. And he's going, you steal, you steal a drink from me, you steal a drink from me. With these fucking three, three big bouncers. So they get it, they kick everyone out of the toilet. And uh, it's just me, the manager and the three bouncers. So the, the guys got some like, oh shit, sorry, sorry, I'll, give, I'll pay you back, whatever. And he goes, no, 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 you steal, you steal. So the two bouncers get me up, <laughs> one each side like this, and one starts like fucking karate kicking me in the stomach. But, but because it's like, because you've had a few drinks, it's not as sore as it would be. So you can kind of take it, right? And then they started, to, they started, started taking me outside. I must have been like 19, 18 or 19. Started taking me outside and... At the same time, there's that Legends tournament on. And one of, the, one of the guys playing the Legends tournament saw them bringing me out, like bringing me out aggressively. And he thought, shit, he's in trouble. So he went, uh, I think had a word with someone and got me back to the hotel. John Beresford. John Beresford. Newcastle, I was at Newcastle, yeah. John Beresford saved me. 
There you go, brilliant. Slaney, you had the similar, you were the same in Hong Kong, weren't you, mate? You ran riot. Lads, honestly, see, last night, sorry, I'll start that game. See, when uh, the one with McBurney's, I was absolutely kicked myself because I had a very similar story to the one him and the cum dog had the cat food in somebody's uh, suitcase, big friendly suitcase side. I'll never forget this. The Selly boys obviously went at the Hong Kong site and as Killian said, through the whole week, he played the games and whatever. But the full part of that full week was a lot of boys were saying, lads, there's a market here and they're selling like, top of the range watches side for dead cheap. So... They're like, end of the trip, side, we'll go and get these watches. But, say, as you know, I'm a boy down to earth. I ain't interested in shit on my wrist, side. I'm a, I'm a man of the people, side. When I get my money for the hydro, I will slap it about all the poor. But I'm not, why not go into that, side? That's not what it's about. I'm talking about Hong Kong, and I'll never forget we got to the market, and they're all scouting about, side, looking for watches. And I said, I'm not interested in this. Say, I clocked a wee market, and they had sh- crocodiles' heads and sharks' heads. Me and James Keaton, side. Bought a crocodile's head. We took it up to the hotel and we put it in Sean Fitzharris's bath. Dude, <laughs> this is near what they're lying. Head beside his bed, the other side where the toilet was. So Fitzharris walks inside, he sees the crocodile's head. He fucking shits his pants. He's screaming. Me and Keith say, si, we're in floods. We stood up and pissed ourselves laughing, right? And Fitzharris chases me out the room, Sai. No what the lies is. I'm going to kick your cunt in. And say, si, I shout back, no if the crocodile gets you first. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh, mate, he's brilliant. Well, how did you find it to when you first went into the first team? Obviously, like, you know the most elegant on the eye when boys getting on you straight away. No, I'm saying when, remember like when we were in the, when we get called up to go and be told, right, you're training with the first team, you'd hate it. Uh-huh. Like you just, you'd, it well, I know. The, the only thing I'd think of in training was just don't make a mistake. Like don't, just get through training, don't make a mistake. Instead of thinking, this is my chance to go and impress or this is my chance to like make a mark. I was going in thinking, just don't make it. Who would be on you, Bruni? Yeah, Brett, yeah. Yeah, sorry, he hated me. (laughs) (laughs) Who Bruni hated I think think he hated... I don't know if it was the fact that he came there and some days I... Like, some days I could be fucking terrible and other days I might do something and people might look and think, like, where where did he get that from? Mm. And I think it was mostly the first part. It was mostly... I do something like basic thing, really, really shit. And just all, just the only memory I always have of like first team training is just Brownie raging at me. <laughs> the fuck is this? And I'd always end up be on his team. You know when they pick the teams and they, sh- they say like right, whatever six or seven aside. And I'd just I'd only care about who was on my team that was going to slaughter me. I'd be like, okay. if, if I heard Brownie, I'd think. Oh, <laughs> Kev, we've never asked you this, Kev. Were you the same when you got called up to the first team, Kev? Like, did you dread it? Oh no, I, re- I remember. Like, I remember the, the the first time I got asked to train with the first team. I remember the memory vividly, and I remember going over with the with the with the feeling that I was quite confident at that time because I was doing well in the reserves, and I was really like looking forward to that experience. But like Killian says, there were certain players that you didn't want to get picked in your team because you knew that. If you made a mistake or done something wrong, they would be fucking on your case. And then it was a case of like you were trying to pass them the ball. You, you forgot that there was nine other players in the team. It was just you and him. 
and you wanted to make sure you did everything right for him. Uh-huh. So, like, when I was playing up front with Kev Phillips, see if I didn't flick it right to him, I'd be like, oh, sorry, Kev, I'll get, I'll get the next one. He was like, no, no, it's all right, big man, just calm down. Or, like, Quinny, Quinny was fucking harsh as fuck on me. Like, he was he was really harsh on me, but I, I, I knew, understood why he was harsh on me, because he was trying to just make sure that I did things right, but could never please him, honestly. could never, never please him. And then on a Monday morning, he'd come in and say, oh, he scored a couple of goals in the youths on the Saturday, and that, that was brilliant and that, but then you go and train with him, and he'd be like, fucking hell, what are you doing? So it's just a part. I think it's like a learning curve. You, you know but yourself. Yeah, but see that, Kev, right? I hear that as much. I, I was just saying, it's the most amazing feeling, right? Training with the first team and see when you're doing well. See after it and you get him and all that is the most, the, the biggest buzz you ever get, right? But as you did get news before it, but I've heard that Roger and I didn't ever, ever allow boys to slaughter your, your younger players when they trained with the Who first team. Brendan Rogers, Kev, I heard that when young players came up, he would really emphasise if they if they done something well. But if they'd done something, maybe a mistake in that, he wouldn't allow boys to get right on them. So I do believe it's probably changed now. Maybe, I don't know if it's for the better, because certain people say it's Celtic, and big clubs at Celtic, Rangers and whoever, that makes you, I think, that makes you there who you are. If you've got a guy like yourself, say Roy Keane, Neil Lennon right on you, and you can deal with that, then I believe that'll make you, it'll set you in good head time for Celtic career, I believe. Yeah, did, did Bruni ever get on use, Lenny? No, si, I was surprised he said that actually because he, he would go on some boys, uh, he would go on some boys, but Sai, he, he wasn't really like that with me. Um, I don't know if you just knew I was a total shivering, nervous, and pathetic wreck, Si. That any word they said to me, I would collapse. So he's probably took note of it, Si. But no, Bruni was uh, he, he certainly wasn't with me, mate. Right, Kelly, the debut, 2007, on as a substitute at Inverness. Did you know you were going to come on? Did Strachan give you any indication or was it just going to get rid of you going on? Uh, I don't remember coming on. I don't remember, like what was said to me or anything like that. But I think, I think maybe the week before I was maybe in a squad for the first time. And then that weekend it was my, I was supposed to go home for my 18th birthday um, back to Ireland. Cause we, I don't know, the youth team had the weekend free and then I got called into the squad on like the Friday. So it was, la- I was in the squad last minute. So, I don't. I'm. I, nah, I definitely wouldn't have been expecting to to play any part. And you set up your boy Kenny Mullen. That must have been some buzz on the debut. Uh, yeah, yeah. The only the only thing I remember is after. Um, don't remember too much about the game, but I remember afterwards in the dressing room, like obviously everyone buzzing last minute winner. Um, and the the only thing I remember is. Lenny coming over and saying, well done, like brilliant. And that wow. was like, like he, he was one of those players when in training would slaughter you. But when he'd say something good, you'd feel, you'd feel like 10 foot high. Man, you're so on, see, I always thought of Lenny, see when he told you something like that, like you say it meant so much more because you know. Yeah, that, yeah it meant way more than. He wouldn't have just come up because he had to say uh, yeah, and it's not like in a patronising way. Like, you know, you make a mistake, oh, come on, don't worry about it. Whereas when, when they actually say something good, you're like, fuck yeah, like, uh, yeah, that, that was It's good. amazing how uh, some players have that aura about them that, like you say, Sai, where you don't feel 
when they slaughter you, feel like they're, they're, they're against you. But the minute they say that one good thing, like Killian says, you feel as though you're fucking on top of the world because you feel appreciated by them for that, for that, for that split second, even though it can change in a heartbeat. Yeah. I was like, I mean, the first time I was on the bench at Dunferma, I told you, Dion Dublin was the only one that came up to me and said, well done, fella. Uh, very well deserved. And I was like, Dion, you say fucking well done to the guy that pours your tea in the morning, man. You didn't even fucking mean it. <laughs> <laughs> you were just the nicest guy in the world. Do you know what I mean? Uh, right, here you go, lads. He's ready. I'm going to give you one guess. That was Killian's cup debut. Who did he come on for as a sub on his league debut? Slaney, you can Man United, sign, Not a problem. Oh, what player did he come on for in oh, his league God. debut for Celtic? Like, back, Kev, you go first. Who did he Robbie come on King. for? Robin Keane. Robin Keane. Even bigger legend at Celtic. Slayer. Larson. Craig Beatty. Winter Killen. I didn't know that, no. I didn't know. Uh, It was Beatty. He came on and he passed his touch on to you, I think. Before that start, I came on in Old Trafford. Yeah, lost 3-0 or something and I think it was like maybe for the last 10-15 minutes and Strachan brought me over and I, I'm sure he said to me I think it was this game he said will you get a bonus for this or will you get a bonus for, for coming on here for an appearance and uh, I can't, can't remember what I said but then he just said look just go out and enjoy it Old Trafford enjoy it that's amazing he loved, he loved, he loved sorting the boys out with bonus to Strachan didn't he he gives us the same didn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was good like that. And then it's, it's kind of after you realise the little things he was saying to you. Uh-huh. At, the, at the time, a lot of things like he'd say to me and I wouldn't really get them or maybe why he was doing it. But then after you'd, um, like you'd appreciate it more. What about his assistant, Gary Pendry? Before you making your debuts on the bench, tell that day, man, what was that? <laughs> what was the ball? Oh, mate, it was a full 90 minutes he went on about it, wasn't it? I can't remember where it was. Was it Celtic Park? Was it? He was adamant. He was adamant the ball wasn't round. And I, I, don't know if, I don't know if we were winning or losing or he was looking for an excuse, but just the whole game. God, 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 the ball's not round. It's not round. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying it had an egg in it, wasn't he? He said there was an egg in the ball. It's not round, God. It's not round. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Dougie McDonald? Remember that day? That was the same day. Who's, who's Doogie McDonald? He was a ref. He kept calling him Doogie McFucking Donut. <laughs> <laughs> was it strange to kill, killing, like getting recognised on nights out in Glasgow and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, not strange, but you'd like you'd be buzzing off it. <laughs> like the first few times it happened, and the, see the good thing for me was. Because I was not a big name or a big player, it would only be Celtic fans really that would recognise me. So I'd never get, like I've never had any trouble or anything in Glasgow um, yeah. from, from like other, other fans or anything. So the only people that would recognise me would be like diehard Celtic fans. And it would always, like you know what they're like, if they see you out there face to face, it's always going to be really complimentary stuff. So it was, yeah, no, I was buzzing off it. Did you know you used to get mistaken for Mark Brown, the goalie? <laughs> <laughs> With the side tongue. 
Remember that? Kev, you must have got recognised when you first got in the Sunderland team, now. Nah? Uh, no, I think I've said before, Simon, I made the debut, went out in Sunderland that night, expecting to be mobbed in a hero, but nobody fucking noticed who I was. So <laughs> uh, I just uh, went back to uh, going to the local, but as the days would pass and the more games you play then, it became quite a thing that you ended up, you actually couldn't get out in Sunderland because everybody knew who you were and um, you had to be careful of, of meeting, the, meeting the wrong people, as, as you well know, Si, when you go out and you get recognised. You can always get people who love you, they see the ones that hate you, they can make it very tough for you. Right. Sorry, you, you. Si, I was a big hitter for the early days for the youth team, Si. I, I strut about as if I was the real deal for early days. So I, I really grasped it, Si. I, I really wanted that and still the news you see, Si. I will be honest, Si, I despise the fans. Um, I don't... <laughs> And I love our support side, but no, no, I love the fans side, especially the open goal fans. I do love them side. <laughs> Kelly, what are you going to say that? Sorry. Uh, fuck, was something on what Kev said. Fuck, I don't know. Oh, but did you go? Did you go after your debut? Ah, uh, no. Sorry, I remember. So when I was like, when I had that um, time where I was in the first team playing regularly for like about. It was only about two, three months where I was actually involved all the time with the first team. And it was when stuff had happened with, uh, stuff had happened with Lenny and Aidan in Glasgow. I think Lenny got attacked, Aidan was in a fight or something, or something happened. And remember Strachan put a ban on anyone going out in Glasgow? Do you remember Yeah, that? I remember that. I actually yeah. told him I got to London, didn't he? No, no, so we'd have to go out in Edinburgh. So it was like, I'd finally felt like in the first team and couldn't go out in Glasgow. Oh, kill that man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Lenny, see, when you went to Celtic, was there anyone that you were in awe and that you loved as a, as a fan and you are now playing with them? So every one of them, mate. Genuinely, every single one. I know I get the big, the big licks all the time, kidding on them, too big, not a bit. That's, that's, that's just an act. But Celtic, when I went to uh, Celtic, mate, it was, I was... I remember no word to lie here, right? I was sitting in the the lunch on my first day and Lennon walked in and he was the reserve manager and he went like nice to meet you or something I was like oh I'm too nervous to speak to you but say si, I said that to him and went like what the fuck are you talking about but say si, it was just it was genuinely say si, it was just because I've grown up say si, with these guys being your heroes and then to sit with them but maybe that isn't the right I don't know say si, if that's the right that's the way you should be feeling because Maybe you should, but uh, when I was on the pitch side, that would certainly have changed. But when I was when I went there, the honestly, mate, most of the players I was in utter awe, apart from a few of the signings like Braffite and the rest of the shite they beat in that January. Slaney, you you were coached to uh, your talent. You were you were a wee bit overcoached when you got in our first team. I say I, I certainly believe the coaching side have got a lot of the blame falls down to them, mate. Um, no, so I certainly a Celtic mate when when I was in with the with the, the, the players. But say this is this is my whole point, right? When I signed with Celtic, I I said I want to. Somebody said, "What's the point in going to sign with Celtic when there's Forrest there, McGeady and Maloney?" That was the whole point I wanted to go, mate. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. want to learn for guys like that side, and then. It comes a stage where you go at that side, bang, and you go and take the place and you say to the if he sit down and watch this ginger piece at his work side. So that's why I done that side. But certainly we, we was it good enough? We don't know, side. That's 
I'm coming back and listen here just I know this isn't a book mate it's about Kelly Sheridan today, but I'm going to say this I said in Josh Windass's interview that I'm coming back to the game so why have I got 10 messages for lower league clubs asking me to sign with him I wasn't talking about lower league clubs <laughs> I was talking about the top and the top side <laughs> <laughs> Kelly did Strachan make you a better close though he's coaching uh, yeah definitely definitely Um even now, like even now, like I'll think of certain things he said, or and put them into games, or if I'm, if I think like what's what was I doing that he played me, and I'll kind of like go back to that sometimes. Um, yeah. Right, Killian, your biggest moment uh, started to be Man United in the Champions League. How's your arsehole when that Champions League music's playing? Um, no, I, I enjoyed it because I, I I kind of like. It was different to any other game because in the Champions League, okay, we were playing at home. When you're playing in the league with Celtic, you have to win every game. So there's the pressure of you, you need to win, you need to... In the Champions League, as against it's more, you could enjoy it more. Because you're kind of, it's, if you get a result, it's a good result. So I kind of went in like... Take it in. I don't I'm nervous before the game or during the game compared to other games I would have played. Like other games I would have played against smaller teams in the league and would feel much way more nervous than than the, the Champions League game. Slaney Kev up against Rio and Vidic. Wow. Well, sorry, that is possibly the two most difficult centre halves at that era to play against, I think, because Nemanja Vidic and Rio Ferdinand, top, top, top players. That, for me, would be my worst nightmare because there is everything in that duo. Pace, power, height, ability, everything. Slaney, you fancy yourself up against day two? Say absolutely not. Say they two, I'm going to say it right now, are the greatest partnership of all time, Say They were wow. absolutely excellent. And if anybody in this force Screen side wants to see a two better centre halves, then I'll let you free to go for it. Craigan and Kinnebra. My fucking Kalito. That man is commentating and couldn't he pass the ball straight? Kelly, <laughs> 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 did the monkey off the Grio and Village? Was it was it was it easy for them? Uh yeah, I'd say it was easy. See, the, t- the, thing is, the thing I regret from that is I wouldn't have appreciated how good they were. I wouldn't have understood the things they were doing, like how well they were defending or how well they would have been reading the game. Because um, it's not... Like, I've never looked and watched the game back, but... Why not? I don't imagine, I don't know, I've never, never watched any of my games, really. Unless I score. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, watch, I'll watch my goals but um, I think like if I was to play that game now at this age I'd appreciate it more on how good they were did you uh, did you talk one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health. Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But did they talk to you through the game, Kelly? Did they say it in No, I don't, no, I don't think so. No. That uh, must be a, a bizarre experience in that side, but do you know what I mean? Like, imagine going for... Imagine going for playing like youth players or whatever, like, and then going to play Vintage and, and Ferdinand. That must be surreal, Killing. What can you just tell me? I know we spoke a wee bit, but can you tell me what the, what was going on for the head of yours? What was how exactly you were experiencing in that game? Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I sure can. I sure can. Um, I remember the year before, the year before Celtic had United in the Champions League as well when Naka scored that free kick. And I remember we were doing, I was a ball boy at that game. And I remember uh, I was at the United end when they were warming up and a ball like came over beside me and it was when they were doing the shooting and Rooney's looked over and said like, give us the ball. And I remember passing him the ball and after that thinking, fuck, I just passed the ball to Wayne Rooney. And then the next year playing against them. Wow. that was one of the things after I always, I always thought about. Who shot the sheriff? Superb son. Absolutely magnificent. Who was brilliant for Man United that night killing? Rooney. Was he? Rooney, yeah. But what, what, was he, what was he so good at? Wasn't, no, sorry. That night, I don't really remember. I don't really remember their players from that night, but from the game in Old Trafford's, I remember coming away from that and thinking, fuck, he's, that's like proper, proper player. I remember like he'd come deep and he'd take a ball and pass it out to maybe the winger or he'd play it back to the fullback. But he was coming out and just like zinging it about an inch off the ground, just like pure technique and was doing it every time. Like he never played a simple side pass. Everything was just zinged in. And I remember seeing that and thinking, fuck, he's, that's like that, yeah. That's Wayne Rooney. That's when you know a top player in it. See, like when they zing the ball like that in games. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen guys that can do it in training, mate, and then they come to a fucking game and it's curly toed. But the top players, <laughs> mate, they can zing it in a game, can they? Yeah, yeah. And even like even that game when I came on in Old Trafford, I remember pressing Johnny Evans in the box, and 
he was in like the six yard box and he's croifed me. And I remember thinking, fuck's sake, this is, uh, this is a different level. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I used to hate? Slaney, Kev, you don't know, it's a bit lower, this is what I hate sometimes with lower legs. But they, they crossing and finishing and chaining me and that, that's getting to sing the boy at wide. When the fuck does that happen in a lower league game, man? It's an absolute fight to get the boy away. Sir, you're so right. And it's very funny, Killing just said there, John Avery's done a Cruyff turn in his own box. I remember I'd done a Cruyff turn in my own box against David Hutton, side and caused a goal, and he moaned at me, Sai, and I told me, fuck off. So that's my level of experience with him. Brilliant, <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, Kelly, that's the other team you played in. Who, who was the best player? Uh, I always say Aiden. For, like, some of the things he'd do in training was, I, like crazy. I remember doing a finishing session after, me- remember sometimes Strachan would have like, I think it was under 23s or under 24s would have to go in the afternoon and do, another, do a separate or do an extra finishing session. Yeah. And I remember he'd, he'd done like, a, he'd done a bit of skill and it's the best thing I've ever seen. He'd like done that, you know where like, behind, nah, but you do it behind your foot. So it's kind of like yeah. you're dragging the ball behind one leg and then doing that out the other way. And he done that like full pace and then scored a goal. I just remember seeing that. I was like, nah, that's, I shouldn't be even, I shouldn't be even here looking at that. You know, I was like to be Aiden. I always thought he'd pure came alive in the Champions League. I think that's where I thought, wow. I remember watching him against AC Milan, Colicini, man. He absolutely had him doing the Canadian band dance. Remember it? That, was that like one of his debuts? I think that was early on, but even even Champions League scored, was it Benfica scored against as well? He was brilliant, Aidan, I thought, in the Champions League. That's when I kind of judged Celtic. Si, you're actually spot on, because what we're saying, I think, in the Burnley one, about what the English players, uh, teams think about Scottish players, they don't take interest in the Scottish League side, so it's up to the Celtic boys and the Rangers boys in Europe, that's just their place to shine, side. and you're spot on. Aidan used to date all the time, was it? What was the one he came on, side and the apps, was it? Was it AC Milan maybe, and he ripped him apart side, and uh, that you're bang on, mate. It's, the Europeans a big stage, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, and listen to this, lad. Guess who Killian's only best mates for now? Who? Papa Boric. Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> him and Rio are tight, mate. How's that? Anyway. Tell him, Killian. Nah, I, I true Jody Morris. I've I've met Rio a few times. You're Is that a good guy? Huh? You're on holiday, Yeah, yeah. But that, like, that, it's true, true, all true Jody Morris. Um, when, uh, from St. John. He's actually, he's actually pals, Kelly, and just text each other. Uh, um, no, nah, I'm not texting him every day, being like, all right, mate, what's up? But well, Kelly, it'd be absolutely fast if you could text him right after this show and ask him to come on the Open Goal podcast tomorrow. That'd be superb. Good shouts, Lainey. Hey, shit. Oi, Kelly, have you ever met him? Remember Beckham running along the street, side? <laughs> You've been murked, mate. Kev, you remember it? What's that? Oh, the, the, oh, oh, the, 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 the TV programme. Yeah, yeah. so you remember Gary Neville and, and Ryan Giggs in the Come garage? Back. That's right. <laughs> That's oh, you are big mates with Jody Morris, aren't you? Like, 
Are you surprised at how well he's doing, man? He, he's doing great at Chelsea, isn't he? Uh, yeah. No, not not surprised at all. I always thought he'd be like a top. If he if he's part of a top management team, or if he goes and is a top manager himself, um, like any I used to any time he'd talk about football, he'd just make it click. Like in you just understand everything he's saying. Um, I don't know. I th- I think he wasn't. I think he was kind of underappreciated when he was in Scotland. Uh, what a player he is, Cody Morris. Killian, just see on that night two of the the older the, the first team. Uh, who was who was good on a night out for the first team? Uh, we we would have went out mostly with the younger guys like Aiden and Darren and that. Yeah. Um, Aiden loved a night out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But see that, yeah. Aiden could go out and he could back up. Yeah. Whereas if you're not, if you don't have that talent, and you're and you're going out, it doesn't look good on you. And when you're not going and showing, like, backing it up by being amazing in training or in games, then it goes against you, I think. But everyone was going out at that time. Like, we were out three times a week, but you would still see, like, loads of first team. Alan Hutton was out every week. Chris Burke was in Carbon every week. Aidan was in Carbon. It was just a done thing back then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like, at the, I think it was just the end of that kind of like that drinking culture that was in football. Culture that was, culture that was in Selena, were you a big one for a night out? No, Simon. No, Two seconds. Two seconds. Kev, you, you, you must have went out a bit, Kev, when you were in, playing the first I team. Did, sorry, I was, uh, I was a member of the Tuesday club in Sunderland. Um, we used to finish training on a Tuesday and it was straight to Durham and we would just sit in all the kind of student bars and in the old school pubs and that and just get absolutely pushed and then worry about Wednesday and then back to training Thursday. And sometimes we did the Monday Club. The Monday Club was always a good night in Newcastle. There was a wee, um, there was a wee nightclub called the Baja Beach Club. Uh, oh, I know that, was I know a, that. Eh? I know that nightclub, the Baja Beach Club. Uh, on the, uh, over the bridge. Yeah, I've been. Oh, mate, it was class on a Monday. And uh, there was like, back then there was like a few celebrities going. I remember Keenan Dyer was in with Cheryl Tweedy. Back in the day, and then there was Anton Deck would float about, Jordan would float about, and there's me big cave to Sean Francisco, and not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, how come you never went out? I always say, or genuinely, I'm not just saying this to try one fat of people. You know that I am, if I went out, it used to be in my mind for for days, mate, eh? just eating away at my head. Why have you been out and all that? Uh, took it that serious, mate. And um, But the problem is, so when I left football, I went wild. It just blew up. So I don't think there is, I don't think there's anything wrong with you, mate. Um, as you no. said, like Alan Hutton, uh, Aiden, as, as long as, as long as you're all right, then whatever, to training fine. But for me, so it just wasn't for me, mate. Kelly, I was going to ask you something about. Oh, that was it. Uh, Lenny, Lenny got you in trouble for going out too much, didn't he? Uh, what I was telling you earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I I had left Celtic. All oh, right. So what? You just you came back for a night out, and he he, he saw you out. So I ended, ended up meeting him, or been out with him, and. Uh, yeah, he, sl- he slaughtered me. Like, I, I was on I was on loan at St Johnston from Bulgaria, 
got left Celtic and he was the manager. And uh, yeah, he ca- called me over and just was like, what are you doing with yourself? You're going, I know it's going to end up with you. You're going to be back in Ireland playing Gaelic football. You don't care and all like this. And I remember at the time, you know. Did that change him a bit after he said that to you? No, because at the time I took it as like, what are you talking about? You're not my manager. Or I didn't obviously argue back with him, but in my head I was kind of pissed off about it. Whereas looking back, I can obviously see why he said it. He's trying to help you. He said it, yeah, to give like a give a kick up the arse. So, so I, see, uh, can you hear me? I yeah. See uh, what Killian's sitting there about Lenny. I remember coming up to Glasgow on a Tuesday night or something for a night out. And I met Neil Lennon in, is it Bar 29, that bit near social? Uh, 29, uh uh-huh. And he, so, so, I says, oh, how you doing? And uh, he says, how you doing, big man? He says, well, we're down watching uh, a game at Carlisle versus Hartlepool. He says, and we, we don't look at somebody. He says, but you stood out. He says, but we've heard you've got a, you like a drink and that. He says, and the night would prove it. I was fucking devastated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was your luck? I was like, wow. I, says, I don't really, I don't really drink that much. He went, well, we, we did do a wee bit of background check, and we did, we heard that you liked to be swallowing that, and I thought, fucking hell, was that my chance going to Celtic? Gone, but Lenny must have just had a habit of making people feel like fucking shit. By the way, didn't he? <laughs> Brilliant man. Uh, right, we're going to go to the dressing room, killing funny stories. I need to ask you about the maddest guy in the dressing room. Everyone knows Andres Hinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Slaney, you obviously haven't met Andy Hinkle, have you? No, I, mean, I, was, at, I was actually at, um, I was at Celtic when he was there, and then somebody said to me, like, ah, Slaney, um, he's, I'm sure they tried to say that they said he was going to be a, was it a, fuck knows, like a Prime Minister or something? No. Fuck no, sorry, Kelly, on you go, mate. Somebody told me that he was, he was super smart, I don't know. Super smart and super mental. Was he? Yeah, I'd always, I'd always meet him like just out doing drills and because uh, he lived close by me and he'd be out doing drills with his, uh, I think he had, I can't remember the name of the dog or the breed, but one of those big dogs and he'd be out like doing drills as if like the dog was the defender. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people oh. don't know, Andrew Henkel had thug life tattooed on his stomach. No. He did. Aiden, Aiden, used to, Aiden used to hate him because not not hate him, not hate him, but he he hate the fact that Andy had this big Porsche 911, like the top of the range, fastest car you can buy, and would drive into Lennox Town like 60 kilometers an hour. Wouldn't wouldn't go over the speed limit. <laughs> I remember once Aiden being like, why, why does he have that car? Why do you... <laughs> oh, great. No, the one I want to ask you about killing is Big Arta. Much dealings with him? Uh, not really, no. The, um, the only time I remember in training, like him giving bother was near the end before he left. And like him he sacked and... Strachan, off, didn't he? Yeah, him and Strachan fell out. And I remember after training... And he kind of got everyone together and was having a talk. And Boric was just swearing in Polish. And Strachan would just ignore him 
and would just continue talking like, yeah, okay, let him, let him, that's okay. And then we'd go back to speaking to the group. But Arthur would just be walking around like close to the group, but just swearing in Polish. Mate, I remember, remember the disabled bit outside Lennox Town? Right outside the front door? Yeah. Bor- like training would start at half ten, Boric would just drive in there at like 25 to 11, jump out his car, his goalie gloves on, his boots on, <laughs> training on, and now you go to the training just walked straight out of the training room. Just did not give up. <laughs> oh, that's well, magic. Did you give up? Were you up slitting? I say, remember I was saying to you about the story where me and you were training together in the pre-season. That's and, right. Uh, I had the biggest, say you'll remember, I had one of the biggest fucking nightmares ever. And all the boys were like looking at each other and like, what the fuck's wrong with him? And then I remember I would get put in Paddy McCourt's team and Paddy was like, to somebody, I'm not going in that country team. He's fucking useless. And uh, so say I had a shocker, but, but Paddy was on me the full session like, Fucking hell, fuck me, you know that. And then we go to the penalties at the end. Do you remember? I don't know why we done penalties. Do you remember that? I think we were like, I think we'd maybe drawn a winner, and there was penalties to see who the winner because it was like a tournament. Aye, so uh, it was like three penalties each, and uh, Paddy was like, that cunt's no hitting one. So um, <laughs> whoever was in the team, Paddy hit one, a few others hit one, and uh, but it kept going. <laughs> so it went to like whatever. I had to hit one, and Paddy turned away, right? And he went, I'm not watching because I know he's going to miss. So say. I've ran up side right. I've ran up and tried to hit it as hard as I could. And see when the ball left my foot side, it just fucking dribbled and Boric just picked up as if I was a wee lassie side. And uh, I remember, I always remember Patrick going, fuck me, what is he meant to be? So it was difficult time, Si. <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. Is he the maddest guy you played with? Uh, Kelly, Boric? Uh, he was, yeah, mad as in, like, he just, he didn't care. Like, the way he lived his life. But because he was playing so good, he got away with it. And then when he started making a few mistakes and stuff, then kind of like, then they started to have a problem with how he was living. Right, Eddie, there's no way he's madder than this man. Who drinks coming here, young man? Tommy G. The tea dog Mate, talk to me about him. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's easy, easy. To, oh, I can't believe I didn't say him first straight away. Um, Tell him, give a story, mate. Uh, I have a few, I have a few. Yeah. 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 Well, I have two, that, two, these ones have never been told on here before. Two small ones, two small ones and one good one. Yeah, all original. I'm not, right, okay. I'm, I'm not coming on recycling. So one of them, Sai, do you remember we used to stay on after and play play the head tennis. Yeah. And he'd play sometimes with us. He'd hang about and play. Do you remember this? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like playing them and he'd just, when he'd have a chance, he'd smash the ball at me. So if there was like a chance for him to volley it over the net or a close header, he'd just hit it at me and then would come over and shout, you need to eat iron, lads. You need iron. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck, how the fuck does that mean you need iron? <laughs> breakfast, breakfast lad, eat a bit of iron. You need iron. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> accent's the same. <laughs> oh, genius. Oh, I can just imagine smashing, smashing the ball if you feel like five yards on. Hell, you know, it's he, magic, big man. He used to always take the piss out of me for that. And then, uh, 
but some sometimes he was really good. Like some, I remember early on, he said, uh, I think I was going back with him from Barrafield to the stadium, and he was like, "Hey lad, this weekend you could you could make your debut, eighteen playing at Celtic." Wow! And then like I was kind of like, "Fuck yeah!" Like Thomas Gravison just said, "Well done to me," like just from Real Madrid. Yeah. But in in training one day, I remember. This was near, like, before when they were trying to kick him out, I think. And uh, we were playing a game, and there was a ball about... A ball was bouncing, and it was probably about a metre away. And it bounced beside him, and I'm on the opposite team, I think. And I went over near him, and he just smashes the ball right at my stomach. Right? (laughs) Like, volleyed it. Full felt into my stomach. And Lenny, Lenny cracked at him. Lenny went at him. Lenny went like, oh, you, what the fuck are you doing? And I, th- I can't remember what he said. He probably said, fucking the lad be dying. Why would he do that to you? Why, why, would he, why did he do anything? Oh, Wait, is this the big one coming then? Then, yeah, this is the best one. After training, remember we used to train in that dome when the weather was shit at yeah. Barrafield. And uh, so we'd done training, everyone's down doing a stretch and a cool down, the whole team. And uh, Gary Pendry was having a laugh and a joke with, I don't know, probably Mick and Gary Caldwell or something. And he was just walking around like laughing and joking. And next thing, Gravison comes up behind them. Tackle, tackle. <laughs> Tackles Pendry from behind, gets him down onto the ground and started humping him in front of everyone. <laughs> and and G- Gary Pendry couldn't do anything. So Gary Pendry's just kind of, Gary, Gary Pendry's just down on the ground, powerless, being like, oh, oh, all right, Tommy, all right, Tommy, all right, Tommy, fuck off, Tommy. It's just a man. <laughs> He was mental. Remember he'd play like reserve games and we'd be down the back of the bus just asking him loads of questions about Real Madrid and stuff. And he'd be telling you, yeah, like, on you go. No, sorry, uh, you tell me, I don't even know you're killing. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, you were like, yeah, I know, like, you're. Just asking him hundreds of questions. <laughs> you fucking hate me asking him questions. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be telling you like what to do with your money. First thing I did, lad, I, I bought my mother out. <laughs> so I remember his bleep tests. Before, before, no. bleep test, before bleep test, he'd, I don't know if someone said this. Before bleep test, he'd go and say to like, say to some of the lads, hey, hey lad, what, uh, what's a good score in this? And he'd be like, I don't know, 16. And he'd be running level 16. And he'd just stop and walk off. Not like, not out, not out of breath or anything. He'd just walk off. But <laughs> 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 he was not, how, how can you even like, explain him, man? That's genius, yeah. Oh, Gary. Mate, have you seen what Gary Pendry looks like? Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, mate, see the thought of Tommy humping him, man. 
Right, we need to ask you about Strachan as well, mate. Obviously, he said he was brilliant with you, but he did slaughter you once as well, wasn't it? What game was that? Uh, yeah, against Alborg, we played away Champions League. I think if if self, if we won, we were guaranteed to continue in Europa League. And obviously, like Celtic had the rubbish away record as well. So we were winning 1-0. And he brought me on after like 60, 70 minutes maybe. And, and also, it was like coming up to December. So in Denmark, December time, your feet are freezing. I remember sitting on the bench and couldn't feel my feet. And then the, the, subs, the subs of Alborg were going to warm up in like big ski boots. So they were obviously prepared. And then like around 60, 70 minutes, he brought me on. And I thought, this is the last thing I want to do. Winning, winning one nil away. Champions oh, League. That's horrible. Freezing feet. And uh, my, first, my first one or two touches were bad. I gave the ball away. And then I remember one, one of them, one of, one of them, Naka, killed me. I'd done something good, played a pass, and he just didn't run for it. So the, the ball just <laughs> so went out of play. The ball just went out of play. And then I think that just started like just started. a rolling effect. So obviously they, they go on and win. And then in the dressing room, he's raging. And he's giving out to everyone. And then he turns, turns over to me. And you, you'll be lucky to have a fucking career after this. <laughs> and I, my heart sank. <laughs> That's horrible, man. Oh. And then, like, having, I mean, having to Sorry, what were you saying? No, like, having to fly back after the game. And, like, some, some of the older lads were, kind of, were, like, playing cards and that and have a small bit of a laugh. Not laughing out loud, but still kind of keeping spirits out. And I'd just be, like, shit scared to even, yeah. like, look up. And then, to, to be fair, Gary Caldwell was... was was all right with me. He was like, listen, don't worry about what he said. It'll be okay. And then after that, it kind of settled me a bit. But yeah. nah, that, that stung. Why do managers do that? One nothing up, right? I'll, I'll never understand this. See, I'm a manager and I'm winning one nil. I'll never make a sub. Eh? Exactly. Subs don't want to go on it. Well, like you've just said, subs do not want to go on it one nil. We are so right, mate. Unless so somebody's right. completely fucked. Yeah. I think it's to give the manager a chance that if fucking the shit does go wrong, he just blames the player, blames the player rather than himself. Because if he doesn't make a sub and the result goes the wrong way, it's him that's questioned. Because they'll say, "Why did you not make the sub?" Fuck knows, but okay, see that you're right. You see, see, see the way for away from home in Europe, right? You're one 0 up. You're clearly you're just you're you're back against the wall. You're sitting in. So why bring a striker on? Do you know what I mean? I mean, he's not going to be a fucking horrendous job to try to hold up. So I, I totally agree with you there, mate. Not even, not even, not even just a striker, but me. <laughs> no. Are you really a bit harsh on yourself, Kelly? Come on. I know, mate. Listen, what a career, son. Oh, he's made a few... Oh, he's, made, he's, made, he's, made, he's made a few quid, that boy. Love it, mate. Love it. Uh, Audi A3. Wouldn't the mind being a tenor behind you, son? Oh, right, what about... Uh, have you ever see Strike and Slaughter in a deals killing that was funny? Uh, not like that. I remember, obviously, there's the time with Aiden in the. Were you there? I, I was in the dressing room. Um, 
and just kind of like, what the fuck's going on here? What's going on here? Aiden just Aiden wouldn't let it rest. Back and kept and he was doing that thing like similar to what he was doing with Boric, where someone else is having a go at him and he just ignores them and continues on talking. And it probably makes the person even more angry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was the only the only time I can remember him proper slaughtering someone. I'm sure or he might have had a he might have went to uh, Arthur. Remember he dropped that goal against Hibbs? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. John Rankin from like forty yards or something. I go that here. I'm sh- I'm sure he had a he had a good pop at him then. Um, so did you, you, know, you know, like what he's like. He gives like little small bits in training, but not like not shouting at you. But it'd be a little put down. Yeah, that was even worse, mate, than getting shouted at to be put down. What? Yeah, do, doing those warm ups where you have to like have some coordination and jump over the hurdles, and you'd be like, "Oof, Julian, what's that?" <laughs> <laughs> so did uh, Stratton ever go through you? Nah, he was good to me, mate. I was it for two and a half years, Slaney, and uh, he, I think he felt, he felt so like see what girls in that saying. I think he felt sorry for me. See, as soon as I was fit again, mate, like I was on the bench straight away and that, and like the only thing I would be raging about is like never gave us my debut, mate. But nah, Stratton was always bang on. Like see, up the gym and that, mate, I used to be like so so destroying it for two years. He'd always come and sit on the bike next to me and like yeah, chat away to you and he'd be like, don't worry, your personality will get you through life and all that's what he used to say, like he was talking about. Was it? He he loved you, I remember that. He's tracking. He could see he'd he'd always tracking yeah, he'd always come up and, and be talking to you. Uh, he was he was talking about I mean, I just felt sorry for his yeah. see how you run obviously the bench with with Strachan under Celtic and you talk about him gain like players a chance to earn the bonuses and stuff. How many times were you on the bench with Celtic? How was it you never got that moment? I don't know. See, like what Kelly said, mate, like... Must have been an I was close to getting... Yeah, so I was close to getting my... Like, I remember he pulled me once and he says, like, you're very close, like, to making your debut. And then, like, a week later, mate, we signed Roy Keane. <laughs> I was like... And Roy Keane couldn't get a game, mate. Petrov and Lennon were playing ahead of him. And I'd be on the bench and Roy Keane would be sitting there and I'd be like, well, if one of them get injured, fucking Roy Keane's going on, do you know what I mean? The thing is, he probably, like, if he'd have took off, say, Petrov or Lennon to bring you on for five minutes, they two senior players would probably have kicked a fucking fuss up. So he probably felt that he couldn't bring one of them after to put you on. I don't know. He was massive though. Like, you had to deserve your chance to get it, mate. Like, right. looking back, I probably wasn't good enough to get, get, get my chance, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I think just... Time and science, it's, it's the, a lot of people we talk about it all the time on here. Football, a lot of football is about luck. And sometimes it goes right, sometimes it doesn't. Clearly in your situation, at that moment at Celtic it didn't, but thankfully you went on and proved yourself, you're fine, mate. Your man's a big fan of him, I'm a big fan. Paddy McCourt, like, how good could Paddy have been? Uh, yeah, he was... Like like everyone says on it, like when he just take the ball and go past like five people, but he do it he do it without doing any skill. He just like no, it was mad, wasn't it? like he's never you've never seen him really do a step over or something fancy. He just I don't know if it was like he'd shake at the hips or something or his shoulders he dip, and he'd be past like five people. Um, 
But I, I remember um, when I first came over, no, sorry, when he first came over on the ferry, uh, I, was com- I was coming back for pre-season and I met him and I just chatted to him briefly. And even from then, he was dreading the training, the pre-season training. <laughs> Remember Tommy Gravison with him first day pre-season? Yeah. Remember that? I remember Paddy's first day pre-season. He was miles back, wasn't he? Like, yeah, goalkeepers were going past him. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. It was one of those where you just kind of like, you feel, because it's their first, it's a new person's first day in, and you can just feel everybody kind of looking at it like, feeling sorry, like, Fuck, he's in, he's so unfit kind of way. Um, yeah. But then but then you'd go in and do like football drills, you know, and you'd just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see it now. Stephen Slinny, Stephen McPaddy, wasn't it just he's dribbling for me? Like, I thought he was a great passer of the ball with two feet, great finisher with two feet as well, wasn't it? So I genuinely, I'm, I, I know we, I talk shit all the time, Paddy's one of the best players I've ever seen close up. Like, he had everything, mate. Like, I don't, like, players can go by players, right? That, that's what, he could go by six at a time, say, every single day. He could pass it 40 yards. He zinged every pass, mate. It was never a say. He could zing it. He could score brilliant goals. Now, I always remember, say, I thought, how can he not be playing every week? Like, in training, he was the best player. Him or Sean, say, Sean Maloney was exceptional. But Paddy McCourt, say, was by far one of the best players I've ever seen. Now, I just don't know, like, could they not get to the fitness of the other players or... Was it just the way he was made? He was just, it made, it was a, it was so special, man. Nah, his back, his back was fucked, mate. I, I, I've got back pro. I don't see as soon as you get that, mate. You're done. Like, you kind of move after him, man. I think I felt yeah, sorry for his back was. Right, right. Do you know why he had back problems? Why? Because see, when he was at, uh, when he was playing for Rochdale, he was uh, my, I, I, he cleaned my boots at Rochdale. <laughs> 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 So when I brought in my size 15 rugby boots, Paddy McCourt was cleaning them, right? And he's had back problems ever since then. So <laughs> he blamed for that. So Paddy, I'm sorry. Okay, was he at Rochdale with you, eh? He was my he was a youth team, but he cleaned my boots. I was only 18. He must have only been about 16. I don't even know how old he is. How old is Paddy? I don't know, I'm not too sure. He's about 35, 36, so couple of years either side of me and uh, he was he was he cleaned my boots we were playing commander we're playing Celtic at the parkhead and he was playing and he came up to me and he went oh big man do you remember me and I was like hi Paddy McCourt he's like no no he says I used to clean your boots when at Rochdale I went no fucking way I couldn't wait to tell people that man that was my claim to fame Paddy McCourt cleaned my boots God help That's him unreal Si see um See as well on Paddy McCourt, not only decided did he have the ability, side, see mentally side, he was a Celtic, he was a Celtic player, like he had so much belief in himself, side, he would be slotting boys, obviously in the right way. He had he had the full package and obviously I never knew about the back, so side, he could have been an absolute phenomenon at Celtic. Phenomenon. Good word. Phenomenon. What do you call that? Is that a phenomenon? Phenomenon. That's it. <laughs> oh, you know what I've known for you for a while, I saw him. Um, so I don't really think if you want to see it, is it, are we finished now? No, we've got vegan. We're gonna, this man's a vegan. What do you think of that? Oh, Before we ask him about it, Kev, what you can't ask the man that's the complete opposite. 
What do you think of the vegan? Without upsetting vegans, right? I just love a bit of meat. <laughs> Sorry, Killian, but I'm a fucking butcher man. Went to the butcher yesterday, spent £65 on mince, burgers, steak, stir fry, the fucking lot. And I'm going to sit tonight and I'm going to enjoy it. So, Killian, when you're sitting your wee leaves and your wee flowers, I hope it's. <laughs> I hope you feel. I hope you feel uh, satisfied as much as I will with a nice bit of red meat. All right. Slaney, you're next, Slaney. What are you saying? At? No, it's I. I can't live up to that. The big man has put me in place, I. And now, no, I can't follow that up. Boys, is that a done set? No, Killian's going to tell us. Killian's going to sell you to on being vegan. Come on, Killian. First of all, how did you get into it? Uh, I got into it. Just one day I said I was going to try it. Done it for about a month, felt the difference, and then just continued it since. Had more. Can you feel it, Killian? Huh? You're, you're looking like you could do with a wee fucking hamburger there, son. Tommy Gravison all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll be raging if he finds that you're a vegan, mate. He's one you have iron and you went the complete opposite way. Nah, I just said just said like energy everything. Just felt better and everything. And then I've just kept doing it. I've never like I, before I done it, I loved like a nice steak. And then I just overnight just decided, right, I'll try it. And that's like four years. Nah, so each to their own, mate. Each to their own. You've known the steak in four years? Nah. Wow. What about drinking? So do you go the full way? Like, do you know drink beer, like pro normal beer or that? Nah, so I, I won't, won't, unless it's vegan beer, if it's leather, I won't wear like clothes made from animals. I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> I could, you, didn't know, you didn't know what to say. I nearly fucked uh, no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty relaxed about it because there's loads of, loads of them can be real strict and pull people up and like try preach about it and put it on to other people. But like sometimes if I if if I go to a restaurant and there's nothing I can have, I'll have a bit of fish instead of instead of not eating. I'll eat some fish or something. Jake, you'll never go back. Don't know. Don't know. At the minute. No, but, like, I mean, I could change in the future. Slaney, fancy it? I actually, I actually would like it, Saye, to be honest, mate. My diet's a fucking absolute shambles. The amount of sugar I have, Saye, I had no word that I woke up there before I came on here, Saye, and had about fucking seven wagon wheels before we came on. Saye, the sugar gets me up and then brings me back down. And sometimes when I'm out there in stage, Saye, you can't have that. You need to stay at the peak all the time, size. So I maybe need to speak to Killian a wee bit more. Brilliant. Right, last two back, Killian. Just on playing abroad. He's told me already about two crazy characters. We'll go with Stephen Taylor. Remember Stephen Taylor that played in Newcastle? <laughs> Brilliant. Kev, do you know him? I've actually got his number in my phone, but weirdly. <laughs> I don't know why. why. I don't know why, but he, he was... Uh, he was when he was at Newcastle, I'd be at Sunderland, obviously. And uh, I came up against him a few times in the reses, the youth team, and I think I would have played against him in the first team as well in a, a time near derby, but an absolute fucking embarrassment, my man. <laughs> right, come on, Killing, give us it. Nah, he's just create. Like, he just lives in a different world. He's, he's like, just little things he does. So, 
in New, in New Zealand at his house, he wouldn't, he'd use all his neighbor's bins, right? So he'd, he'd, take, he'd take all his rubbish and put it into a neighbor's bin. And I'd say to him, like, why, you, why did, just use your own bin. Nah, lad, nah, lad, I don't want to get him dirty. Nah. <laughs> I don't want my bin getting dirty. I don't want my bins getting dirty. Um, fuck, I can't the other one. Um, Who's the other madman? John Carver, the coach. Remember him, lads? Fucking John aye, Carver. Aye. He had the Newcastle job at one stage, didn't he? How the fuck did he manage that? Did he not say something stupid when he was the manager of Newcastle? Can't remember. I think there was, there was, that, there was an, incident, an incident with him. There's, yeah, there's, Billy, there's what's a sign, like? There's a sign by... Um, he was, as a coach... He was one of the best coaches, like for putting on a session, like doing finishing sessions, just an actual training session was one of the best. But he had this weird, like, he had this weird thing about all his giving money shouts. Like he would, would come in, would come in and kind of have, have a limp. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, my foot's killing me. And I'd be waiting, me and Matt Derbyshire were the only, like, um, like UK and Irish people there who would have got his humour or what he was talking about. I'm like, ah, I've got a pain. I think I might have gout. I think I might have gout. And anyone know what the symptoms are of gout? And he's waiting for us to like tell all the Cypriots. Yeah, it's from drinking too much good red wine and steak. <laughs> so he'd end up having to tell like the lads, oh, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, too, too much fine wine and steaks. <laughs> that's David Brent, isn't it? That's David Brent, man. Oh man, yeah, he'd eat a few, eat a few of those. But fucking good, good coach. Right, mate. Is that us? Is that us done, lads? Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Slaney, do you remember Adam Crump, physio? Big Crumpy. Oh, yeah. what a man he was. Remember him? Oh, it was all over him. I. He was in New Zealand. He was the physio at New Zealand. Oh, mate, what a guy. Yeah. He didn't have one clue about injuries or anything. Mate, did you ever had that wee lip? You to go out with spoke. Oh, what a guy. Big Crumpy was. He said, he said, because I showed, I showed him one of these episodes one day. And he was like, oh, fucking Slaney. Yeah, I remember Slaney. He said he'd come in when Slaney was injured and he'd have to be in for treatment. And he said he'd just go missing for about an hour, an hour and a half. And everyone would, everyone would be walking around looking for him and they'd just find him like sitting in the toilet or something. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> say, and Crumpy came out to get his old job back. Not a problem. <laughs> All right, what a way to finish it. Kelly, thanks very much, big man. Pleasure, Kelly. See you, big man. Busy day ahead. Why not save time and shop online at supervalue.ie? Order before 12 noon and have your shopping delivered today. Let our expert pickers do the shopping for you and our helpful drivers deliver it when you get home. Download the Supervalue app now or shop online at supervalue.ie. Sometimes change is simply different. 
but it's progress that drives us forward. Introducing the all-new Audi A3. Now with enhanced connectivity and driver assist systems in a modern, expressive design. This is vision, not revision. Drive progress in the all-new Audi A3. Audi. Vosprung durch Technik. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.